Good morning. Welcome to Jesus and Coffee with Pastor Tom, where we have a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And we are continuing through 3 John at this time. There's only one chapter, so we are looking at verse um, 8 through 10. So let's jump right into Scripture and see what it has to say. So John's writing this letter to a man named Gaius, uh, who was a godly man, leader in a church. And there's an issue going on here that John is going to address. First thing he does is he, he commends Gaius for welcoming the traveling evangelists and preachers into their church. Uh, to teach and to preach and to share with their members. And these teachers are speaking truth. Now, as we learned in 2 John, uh, John says if they're teaching false things, don't support them. <laughs> don't let them come into your church and teach. Don't give them the, the right to stand in the pulpit and speak untruth. Or even if they're not speaking on that topic, for them to even stand in the pulpit when they believe false things about the gospel is in a way to approve of what they believe if you allow them to speak in, and speak with authority in your church. So don't do that. Don't do that. You need to check people doctrinally, make sure they're on the right page um, before you give them that, that authority and that right. That's part of the job of your spiritual leadership in the church is to help... Um, uh, filter the pulpit, who goes into the pulpit, what is said from the pulpit. Um, now, there's another issue going on that, that is happening within the church that Gaius is part of. And so let's read about that. Now, first we'll read verse 8. It kind of goes along with yesterday, but it says, Therefore we ought to support people like these, that we may be fellow workers in the truth. And he was talking about the evangel evangelist up here in these previous verses. Uh, they're supporting the truth. We should support them. Now we get into to the issue here in verse 9. So verse 9 says, I have written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. So if I come, I will bring up what he is doing, talking wicked nonsense against us, and not content with that, he refuses to welcome the brothers, talking about the evangelists from earlier, and also stops those who want to welcome them and puts them out of the church. Okay, so there's an issue going here with this guy, and he names him, outright names him, talking to Gaius about this issue. issue. Diotrephes apparently is another leader in the church who has got some issues. And we don't know all the details of what, what's happened, but most likely Diotrephes was a, a good leader at first. And this is typically what happens among leadership. And I want to talk about that for a minute because it's always a risk and it's why it's, it's important that a church not be structured uh, like a monarchy, okay? <laughs> like a dictatorship. That's not how we structure a church. The pastor is not the end-all, be-all, final say on every situation. It can't be that way. Now, if it was Jesus who was leading the church, which it is anyway, spiritually speaking, but if Jesus was here on earth and leading the church, then it would be fine because he's kind of perfect, right? He kind of has no sin in him, so he's going to do it right. But the problem with having a dictatorship in a church and viewing a pastor in that light is a pastor is just a man, and he's not Jesus, 
And a pastor can make mistakes and things can go to his head and he can fall into sin and then it just hurts the entirety of the church if he has full power, okay? So we don't do that. We don't give the pastor that type of authority. In Scripture, we are encouraged to have what's called an eldership in our churches. And that's what we strive for at our church. Our deacons, we call them deacons, but they essentially function as an elder board. The pastor functions as kind of like a head elder or a full-time elder because he can do things full-time. He can focus on studying and preaching and teaching and being there for people in times of need and being there for funerals and so on and so forth. But he is held accountable by the elder board, and that is a good thing because the pastor is not perfect. And so here's what's happening with Diotrephes, okay? He's got this position of authority, and what happened is it probably went to his head. And, and we know this by the description that John gives in verse 10 on what he's doing, okay? There's three things he's doing here. First thing is he's talking wicked against us, talking about the apostles, talking about John. He feels that John is a threat to his position and his authority. That's what is happening here. Because there's nothing John's doing wrong. He's an apostle trying to spread the truth. He's the one who brought the truth in the beginning, brought the gospel, yet Diotrephes thinks that he can downplay John and kind of push him out of the picture, almost like John's a threat to him. And if you see a leader doing that without any legitimate reason, without any legitimate reason, then there's evidence there that it might be going to his head. Now, if a leader is saying, listen, we need to be careful because this guy over here is speaking false. He's not preaching truth, and we need to be careful with, with that teacher. That's understandable. John's already given permission. He said in 2 John, he said, if someone is, is twisting the truth of God's word, then do not, do not give them permission to speak in your church. Do not support them. Okay, because you don't want that false teaching to spread throughout the people in your church. You've got to protect your church. And so the, the reason that's okay is because you see that they're teaching something wrong. Okay, that's fine. But here's what he's doing is he's talking wicked nonsense against John with no validation, no evidence that what John is doing is wrong. He's making claims about John simply because he feels threatened by John, and that is the only reason. So there is no evidence that John's doing anything sinful and twisting the truth, okay? And that's what John's saying here. So if you see that occurring, if you see anyone twisting the truth or saying negative things about another person and there's no legitimate reason for it, there's nothing that person's doing wrong, then there's evidence there that the person who's talking that wicked nonsense feels threatened or jealous of the other person. And that's probably what's going on here. Now the second thing, he refuses to welcome the brothers. So he's not okay with these evangelists coming through who speak the truth to come into the church and, and share and to teach and to fellowship with his people. Again, he feels like his authority is being threatened. Well, if I let these other speakers come in, people are going to hear them and think they're better than me. And I can't let any of the people in the church hear them because I want to be top dog. I want to be the one that, who's respected. And I want to be the one who's trusted with the authority. And so we see here this insecurity within Diotrephes. 
and this unwillingness to allow these people and, and again there's no reason why they shouldn't come in and teach it's not like they're teaching false things there's no evidence that they're speaking untruth yet he will not let them come in okay and then the third thing is he is abusing his authority as a spiritual leader and spiritual disciplinary within the church because people who speak against him and want these brothers to come in and share and teach and don't understand why they can't and, and he can't give a reason for it anyone who speaks up against him he kicks them out of the church imagine that well if you don't like what I say you can't come anymore that's what he's doing okay he's just kicking them out of the church and there's no reason for it there's there's no spiritual issue here there's no sin that these people are doing that he needs to address is simply they just disagree with him on this topic and he feels threatened again his authority feels threatened so he's going to eliminate them right so there's a lack of humility there's a lack of putting the people he's supposed to be leading first and he is very prideful and arrogant and john calls that out in this letter he says i've written something to the church before to deal with Diotrephes, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge my our authority as spiritual leaders. In other words, we're trying to hold him accountable as another spiritual leader, and he's not listening to us, and that's that's a concerning thing. Okay, so your spiritual leader should want accountability; they should desire to have other people to be on that playing field, right? To be the knights of the round table in your church and view each other equally, okay? And a pastor should want that and understand that he can make mistakes. And so it's important in a church that a pastor elevate the deacons and make sure that they are recognized as well as spiritual leaders. And uh, we are making more effort to do that in our church because uh, I want the deacons to be recognized in our church as spiritual leaders. That's why we're having them go to Sunday school to Sunday school to pray and they rotate. Because I want all the people to see this is a deacon. He's leading us in prayer. He is a, a spiritual guide in our church. It's not just the pastor. It's him too. And we want you guys to know them and know that the pastor and the deacons function as one body and one unit. Holding each other accountable. Okay? And working together, it's less likely for sin to creep in and corrupt the leadership when they are holding each other accountable and being led by the Holy Spirit. It's a very important thing that it function like that. Okay, so there were issues in the early church. There were issues in the early church as well in dealing with leadership. And listen, if a leader gets like this and there's no excuse for it, no evidence, no reason why he's doing these things, there's no issue of sin, then you've got to talk about it. You've got to confront that leader on that. And that's okay. Sometimes leaders need to be confronted because they are just human beings. And, and they can be corrupted by sin just like anybody else. Pray for your leaders that they are protected and don't fall into this trap like Diotrephes, okay? Listen, Diotrephes can be redeemed. You don't just need to get rid of him out of the church. He can come back around and do the right thing. They need to pray for him, confront him in love, and maybe he can see the error of his ways. All right, thank you for joining me at the end of the day. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek a relationship with God. Take care, stay blessed. I'll see you again next week. Bye.